This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Jackbox. Get five hilarious party games in the Jackbox Party Pack from the creators of You Don't Know Jack. Now on Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Steam, and more. Go to jackboxgames.com for more info. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guests today are Mary-Kate Arnold and Maura Begale, and they talk to me about their mutual love of vampires. As regular listeners of this show will know, and anyone else listening to this now, because I'm going to tell you, I'm not a fan of spooky, scary kinds of things, so I don't really have that much of a breadth of knowledge of vampires aside from kind of what I asked about or got into herein, Uh, but they certainly uh, shone the light, if you will, on a lot of things that uh, I was unfamiliar with, and we had a really good, interesting time talking about um, the power involved with vampires as characters, and we spent definitely a lot of time talking about... um, vampire gender like female vampires i think it was just because it was like three strong badass women in a room and we had kind of already been talking about some like gender um issues uh to begin with but it was really interesting to view the topic from that point of view as opposed to just spending an hour talking about um uh twilight for for lack of a, a better thing we spent some of this time talking about twilight but certainly not an hour of it I really enjoyed this conversation, and I think that if you like this, or even if you don't, you just like vampires or theater or anything, and you want to check out these ladies in action, you can see them in the Otherworld Theater's production of Gone Dark. It runs from now through November 22nd from Thursday to Sunday nights at 8 p.m. It'll be performed at the Epworth United Methodist Church. That's at 5253 North Kenmore. They've, they're already two weekends in when we recorded this. They were just about to have their opening night, and they're very excited. And now they've got a couple weeks under their belt. They have a Chicago Reader recommended review, and they have um, a wonderful uh, blessing from the playwright himself about how immersive and passionate the production was. Uh, so I couldn't re- recommend that more to you guys. Um, Something else I would love to recommend is another show from the Chicago Podcast Co-op, which MBSing is a part of, aside from Friendshipping, which I mentioned at the top of the show just because I've been catching up on it and thought that it was an interesting topic of conversation. But I've given them some love in weeks past, and I'd like to give some love to the Blastro podcast. It's a pretend science show hosted by a horrible doctor from the Italian Renaissance. Dottore Boladaro and his guests explore new science topics every episode. Blastro podcast. Let us experiment with yourself. I thought that would be a fun one to tag on to this conversation about... um, vampiric characters. I have a few plugs here of my 
own Thursday nights at 9.30 at the Annoyance Theater. You can see or participate in the Fish Bowl. The team that I am on Sight Unseen closes every single week. But you can come every single week and put your student ID, preferably an Annoyance student ID, but any improv student ID, any ID of any sort, if you're a person who likes to improvise or would like to get some stage time, put something that identifies you as a human being into the fishbowl and come play. Uh, On Friday nights, I am beginning my stint with the Annoyance Christmas pageant. I know it comes earlier every year. That is a Charlie Brown Christmas and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, those beloved Christmas specials you grew up with as live stage shows. Uh, Rest assured, they're very silly and a lot of fun. Perfect for kids, but also for nostalgic adults, in my opinion. This Sunday at 7 p.m. at the offices of Cards Against Humanity, uh, we will have our monthly Your Stories event. By we, I mean the Nerdalogs. That's a thing we host every third Sunday and that we produce as a podcast that's also a part of this Chicago Podcast Co-op. Speaking of the Chicago Podcast Co-op, our guests this Sunday night are the improvised Star Trek. That is... By my money, my favorite improv group in the city of Chicago, and some really stellar people as well. So come check that out. See them tell stories about a night among the stars. I believe that's the topic. If not, it's darn close, and you'll just have to take my word for that. Next Wednesday, the 18th at Logan Theater, we, the Nerdlogs, are hosting a beta event for, we have four or five uh, video game developers with games in their beta stages. We will be there with fisticuffs playing and selling copies. And if you would like to check any of that out, that's where it'll be. I believe that is from 6 to 11, but come drop by. It's faux free. Play games, hang out, do something at Logan Theater that's not watch a movie. Because you can. I think that is all I have. Enjoy. <laughs> Here we are. Heyo. Um, thank you guys so much for coming out with me on this weird, drizzly little Halloween day. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I guess keep forgetting. Yeah, I, I saw know. a man walking down the street with like a full sort of like werewolf get up. Yeah. Like fully. <laughs> Just like walking to the bus stop. And I was like, yep. <laughs> all right. Ooh. Um, weird. I will. I see. If I did that, I would just do like Teen Wolf. Like you just right. just throw he, a letter jacket on a it. Full <laughs> situation. Like it wasn't. Full yeah. It was, um, what was it? I was in an improv show the other day, and someone was just like off the cuff trying to come up with a pun Halloween costume, and he was gonna wear. He said he was wearing a letter jacket and flippers, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm Jock." and i was i was like really angry with him in the scene and i had like dropped it immediately i was like i'm not even mad that's amazing like i'm so impressed that you came up with that costume idea i kind of want to see it right now so yeah. please go put it on yeah um my guests today are mary kate and more i'm gonna get you guys to introduce yourselves individually so that people know which voice is which sure 
Okay. <laughs> I'm Maura Bigail. And I'm Mary Kate Arnold. Awesome. Do you want a little like um, bio sh- of what we do? Sure. Why yeah. not? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do that All before right. we whip on into this. You first. Babe. Okay. Uh, again, I'm Mary Kate Arnold, and I am um, an actress here in Chicago. Um, I'm also the uh, managing director of Otherworld Theater Company, which cool. is the show uh, or the company that's producing the show that Maura and I are both in together. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm a I'm a actor in the show with Otherworld right now, and I was in the last show with Mary Kate as well, where we got to be best friends. Cool frenemies, frenemies, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and we share the managing director because I'm managing director of Wild Claw Theater, which is a horror theater company. And so we're kind of like, cool. uh, how do we do this? <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. It's really great to be able to have that. Um, like connection with people i definitely <laughs> know what it's like to be like i don't know what should i be doing <laughs> like, <laughs> can you tell me how to do this job right now <laughs> so i was saying that before but like man i really have come to realize that we're all just figuring it out as we go oh, yeah. <laughs> you fake it till you make it yep. sure i can do that what is that i'm doing absolutely yes mm-hmm. and i talked to i talked to one of my guests recently who she said she read an article at some point in the last few years about how women are less reticent less more reticent and less ready to do that because yeah imposter syndrome yes yeah, i've been reading about that a lot actually um yeah i just have a new kind of day job where i kind of went into it being like ah uh, what am I doing? Right. And I, every day I kind of feel a little bit like, um, I'm faking it. I'm just faking it. But I'm like, but no, it's imposter syndrome. I'm doing it. Yeah, right. You are doing I'm it. Yes. Doing it. And yeah. like, apparently like because of, you know, it, it's, I'm sure more nurture than nature, but you know, because societally women are just like taught that you should definitely know what you're doing before you like get yourself into something and it's right. a thing that's like less ingrained in men it's kind of like yeah, yeah. get on out there slugger well, yeah well it's i mean think about i keep thinking about the politics and like i was actually mm-hmm. having a conversation with my friend today of like the the biggest thing i fear sometimes in the men man world is sounding unintelligent yes and it's because we don't have conversations about politics as much in our female worlds why mm-hmm. we're talking about interpersonal relationships we're talking about how people tick because we're empathetic because we yeah. understand that is fascinating True. right like and, and we were having like uh and, but it, it killed me because i was like the past you guys i've dated i've felt like they were so smart and that was so sexy and i was like yeah. oh, but am i smart enough to be with them i'm like yeah, can well, I swear? Yeah, you are. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. you can yeah. say whatever yeah. the fuck you want. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting <laughs> This shit you, is explicit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mary Kate, you are like a brilliant oh, fucking woman. Oh, goodness Aww. gracious. No, you are. Go on. Go on. We're kind of in love. It's uh, a I love yeah, it. No, it's, That's we, so great. We might get, get married eventually. Yeah, oh, please. Happen. Please. Precious. I'll get down on my knees right now and propose. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't say anything but yes. Speaking of, like, interpersonal relationships, Relationships between women. Um, excuse me. Hey, awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have just let that freak flag fly. Um, right. <laughs> I, uh, I was listening to a podcast recently that's uh, also recorded out of this space and is a fellow member of the like podcast co-op that I'm a part of, the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Uh, Friendshipping. Check it out. Jen and Trin. Um, and they take, they field questions from people, usually women. They like focus on talking to women about successful friendships and relationships. And, um, uh, but they fielded a question from a gentleman who said something to the effect of like, 
I find myself make being closer friends with women than I do with men. But part of the problem with that is that I also find myself like developing crushes on them. Like, how do I avoid oh, that? Yeah. Like, what what do I do in that kind of situation? And basically, they were just like, okay, we're going to like kind of answer your question, but kind of not. Mm. We're going to answer your question by telling you like why you asked this question. <laughs> That's a good place to start, <laughs> yeah. though. Because yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. And they always do that. It's really smart. They're like, first, we're going to try to figure out like, where this question is coming from kind of thing. And they're basically like, you probably think that you're like, you probably find yourself being closer to friends with women because you're like actually willing to talk about your emotions and like things that friends should talk about with them and things that male friendships typically avoid. And um, you probably find yourself att- attracted to them for similar reasons. Like you are actually making a connection as a human yeah. and like um it but like also crushes are dumb like crushes come and go and like if you actually want to be friend with the friends with a woman then you need to like respect that about them and not like you know tell them that you're like at night you like think about making out with them instead of like i can't wait to hang out with my friend tomorrow you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it was really really interesting to think about the dynamics of uh female friendship versus male friendship well and then mm-hmm. i hate when they always say you know oh i got put in the friend zone i'm like that is incredible the friend sense. zone like, is not even fucking bullshit i agree yeah the friend zone it's, does not I, I exist it. well let's also be real i i i'm into men but i have certain friends that are females that i want to make out with that no, oh it's hell true. yeah you know it's, it's that i'm true. like god you're yeah. fucking sexy yeah, yeah. oh yeah, wow. and, and it's like about you. I mean, <laughs> hell yeah like I'm you're here. both gorgeous <laughs> women of course you guys want to make out with one another <laughs> michael's gonna love you. i know <laughs> <laughs> um and that that was like something that they addressed as well they were like you should be you should find your trip like of course you find your friends attractive yeah, like absolutely. they're fucking badasses and they're probably fucking hot and like janet jen and trent basically said the same thing that you just said Mora, <laughs> where they were like yeah like trend's fucking stunner like i do her like <laughs> right. you know like yeah. they're they're like it's like these are just natural human things and th- like men and society have to just like kind of face Chill the fuck yeah, out the yeah face that that's like and it's just like that you know that's like a just just like a, a personal version of like street harassment you know what i mean it's like exactly just because I, yeah, a woman is gorgeous way. doesn't mean you have to be like damn girl yeah. let me get in there like <laughs> fucking it's, to like play the out. devil's advocate to to the woman so like i have serious relationships and work out for about a little bit of time uh i went very aggressive with men mm-hmm. and i felt like i couldn't actually be a friend with a guy for a bit because i was like mm, i either want to like do that or i don't really and then if you don't then okay uh i don't, I don't want to be your friend but I, I bet you you weren't like oh that guy put me in the friend zone no i you wasn't what I mean? you're absolutely yeah. right yes. but i did realize that i was very like uh aggressive and masculine behavior quote, quote unquote, unquote. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. you know about about where i was at and nine times out of ten though if i've ever like was like Okay, you don't want that. That's that's fine. All of a sudden, the next day, actually, no, I do. That would be nice. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. And and I think that um, I think it's also like I think that we could all just do with a health a healthy dose of honesty where like dating is concerned. Totally. Mm-hmm. Because if you're interested in someone, it's a great thing to like be able to you know jam about and just talk about. And but 
if you're not, it's also like perfectly okay. okay like, no, exactly. I'm so tired of the fadeaway, man. Yeah. Like I've pr- I've been trying to <laughs> preach the gospel of like stop doing that. Right. Men and women, are men and so women, so bad about it. Mm-hmm. Because so bad. I'm not dealing it's so with easy. it. And it's it's gonna hurt them less. No, you could no. just say, hey, I'm not interested. Let's cut it right now. And yeah. the hurt is much better than having the slow band aid rip off yes. as opposed to the. Yes. Or like I've heard of, um, I'm in a significant relationship, but I've heard of on, in the dating world right now, a ghosting is yeah. what they're yep. calling it, where all of a sudden you just, just stop. What, what, mm-hmm. what the hell? It's, Why would you do that? It seems easy, but it's so much harder. Like on you and on the other person, it's so like, gosh. Well, so and you're going to run into that person again. Let's be real. And you're going to have that sort of like, you awkward. did this. You have to like duck around it. Mm-hmm. I, I had to put a guy in check about a month ago because... He pretty much ghosted for like two weeks after kind of a major night, and I was like, "Hey, what's, what's up? up?" Yeah, mm-hmm. like a yo. And then finally was like, "All right, so what is going on? Are, is this anything anymore?" No, 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 I was giving it some time. I got a little too intense. I was like, "Great, now I can make my decision. I think we're in different places. Let's be adults about it. <laughs> yeah, and just say exactly. cool. Let's just be friends. Man, good for you. But man." That I had to seek it out, though. Why did I have it's to seek it so out? It's so stupid. Like, we, man, we just pussyfoot around stuff that that ends up really screwing people over worse totally. than if we were honest. Mm. Um, mm. I'm also in a, a, a pretty serious relationship, and, like, at the very beginning of it, I'd been out with um, another guy for a couple dates before I started dating the guy that I'm still seeing. And uh, he texted me and was like, hey, what are you up to this weekend? And I, like, went to text him back. And I was like, no, you know what? And I called him, and I'm sure it, like, caught him off guard. You called him? I called him. (gasps) What? Are you Amish? I know. You changed the form of communication. I never call. I don't don't know about this. I never call, (laughs) but it just felt like, I was like, I know I'm going to start dating this other guy. And I just fucking called him, and I told him. I was like, sorry. Like, I had a great time. Um no like no 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 hard feelings like i'm you know interested in this other person how did he take it how did he take it he took it pretty well he was like thank you for being honest with me yeah totally he said thank you for being honest with me and like you said i've seen him since then because it's chicago like it's not it's a big place but like you run and you have respect for each other now though yes and every time i've seen him we are able to like carry on a conversation in the same way that we did before in a way that isn't like i don't feel like i have to avoid him i'm just like hey how's it going like how's that thing that we talked about when we were dating exactly exactly like remember how we saw that terrible second spider-man movie (laughs) like it's romantic yeah very high romance (laughs) (laughs) um cool well that was relationship advice from (laughs) be honest you guys but you guys yeah (laughs) good job ladies i'll get there soon maybe maybe um i mean it was a long time coming for me for sure and like like you said earlier I really had to like I had to know what I wanted out of it and I had to know what I was giving to it for sure for it to really like and he is really smart and really funny but he I like it even early on in our relationship I was like I don't think I've ever I told him this I don't think I've ever dated anyone that I thought was smarter and funnier than I am and he laughed because he was like I don't know if that's true <laughs> 
<laughs> it was really That's sweet. Really like sweet. he's the best. And then uh, you're like, I want to kiss you. Right yeah, now. I was like, hey, want to make out this stuff? Yeah, like, <laughs> he's the best. He's the best. Nice. Um, but we're not here to talk about any of that stuff. <sighs> um, not even at all. But that was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah I like. Uh, yeah, I I like where that went too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to get us started off on that foot, uh, individually, um, tell me what your the origin of your love for vampires is, oh if my you can cite one. Mm. Um, well, I think for most people, probably, and for myself, um, it would be Dracula, right? Yeah. I mean, Bram Stoker. Um, I read that way too young. <laughs> <laughs> I think I read it right after I read The Hobbit <laughs> when I was like quite young, and I just I was just so. Um, interested in in the characters and long parts of the book are actually quite boring if you if you've read it you know what i'm talking about but the parts that are yeah so you exciting, had a real good double header there the yeah, hobbit i know oh, wow. <laughs> i don't know what was what was because um, you had the time you don't have the time uh, anymore where's my kindle oh good yeah. 30 pages 30 30 yeah. <laughs> yeah i can read hunger games in two days right? perfect <laughs> i mean i kind of felt something a little bit yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But, you know, when you, like I said, 5,000 people, small town, Iowa, it's like you read the freaking Hobbit, right? Um, but the parts that were exciting just, just captivated, captivated my interest. And I've always been, like, interested in people who are, like, super sensual. Ooh. Yeah, like, I God, feel like. you see her? She is liquid <laughs> sex. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Right, but I've always, um, I think it's Betty Davis who said, um, I've been sexy since I was nine. It's been hell waiting to use it. I That's think that was so Betty Davis. funny. Yeah, I, I, I relate to that a little bit. That's so um, funny. So uh, when, I, when I read about, when I read about um, these, this vampire world and this kind of, of seedy underbelly where people didn't um, abide by kind of societal norms of uh-huh. the time. I just, I was totally drawn in. Turned on. Totally turned <laughs> on. I've been totally interested um, in kind of supernatural um, characters since then. Cool. Not necessarily specifically vampires, but like they're obviously in that world of the supernatural, um, outside, living outside of society, creating their own sci- kind of psychosexual individualities. And that's kind of where my, my love stuff. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a, a um, yes, yes, <laughs> because it's like that's how I, I think I was definitely introduced because of Dracula and because I was younger watching these types of movies more, mm-hmm. not so much reading it. Um, but then I got involved with Wildclaw, uh, and they did a show called Carmilla, which is actually yes based off of a, a novella um, from I think it was eighteen hundreds or maybe mm-hmm. early. It was precursor of Dracula, yeah. and Dracula was in seventeen hundreds or eighteen hundreds. Eighteen hundreds. Eighteen hundreds. So it was yep. pre. It was written before Dracula. Wow. It was about a lesbian vampire. <gasps> so therefore, it was not celebrated the way that Dracula was celebrated. Oh shit! And so cool. uh, I have to uh, lesbian vampires. That's just I like. Mean, begging Come you know on. what i mean right, right. <laughs> it's begging to be talked oh, about <laughs> god. oh god and and well claude did it at, they did an adaptation ellie renee greaves amade wrote the adaptation based off this short cool. novella um and where uh michaela petro played carmilla and it's just this strong female lead i bet it was sexy as fuck sexy yeah. as fuck oh my god and, and awesome gore there was i got my spine ripped out of my back and in a great like seen oh my god it was such a great like like a crunch and like blood out of my mouth in the cool. middle of the stage shaking like oh awesome god. fight scene um and this show was like one of those like with our show right where it's like it's such a beast 
how do oh you God. do it? You just hope to like get through it and and go through it. But this show kind of started the like in in the hiccup of my mind. I'm a tall woman, yeah, and uh, I've always had a lot of masculine traits, and I've always tried to be more feminine mm. uh, because that's what I'm told. But yet I'm supposed to be strong because I'm a tall woman. Like it's yeah. the confusing. Yeah. What, what am I supposed to do? What role yes. am I supposed to have here? And in that that uh, that play, they really played upon knowing what you want as a woman, uh, going after it, being strong, not having any apologies for anything. And this this Carmilla character would come in, and, and she fell in love with the young girl that was staying at the house uh, and then disguised herself. Like you do. Like yes. you do. <laughs> disguised herself as someone of her age to become a playmate, right? And so you see this lovely relationship starting to bud and where you really see, like, it's not even about sex between them. It's about... The respect, the love, the like, mm. I'm just intrigued by you and I want to kiss those lips because I, I just, I, there's something so sweet. And it's interesting you say that um, with, with this kind of more lesbian story than um, heterosexual story, that it's more about the love and less about the sexuality. Huh. Yeah. Actually, in the 1970s, mm-hmm. um, there were a bunch of kind of spin-off sort of vampire films, all lesbian based. Really? Yeah. Like all of them. Makes and there was, I think that there might have been an adaptation of Carmilla that came out th- at that time as well. I feel like there was a lot. When we were doing the play, like, it was funny because, you know, ad- adaptations go, like, you change as you, like, if it's not, the scene's not working, cut that line. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Sure. You know, it's just, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we can't make it work. Let's figure it out. I remember I got a huge chunk that I, for some reason, still can recite today, uh, but it got cut. And I'm like, oh, of course, the, like, poetic line. Uh, um, <laughs> but, like, but it, it uh, there was definitely a bunch of adaptations. And when I was just looking up, the like thing is so I was like oh yeah it's by Joseph Le- it's, it was written by a man though mm. that's another interesting I thought it, for a second I thought it was written by Joseph Sheridan Lafanu by Carmilla um, or Carmilla um, and I I don't know where I was going with that but other than it's good to um, know though yeah that's cool it's, but yeah that's how I got into vampires and I also this show's got a lot of fights and it's awesome fighting and we get to fight with great people and oh, man. the cast yeah. is amazing such good people to work with, yeah. such talented people. Yeah. Um, they're the kind of people in our show right now that you can, I, I feel anyway, that like I can really try anything. Cool. Yeah. And That's they my favorite. be like yeah. off put or, yeah, yeah. they're great. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to play with, uh, the best improv that I've done is people that I feel that way with. Like that, I mean, you kind of hear that preached in improv a lot, but people who are willing to like practice that as a group are the people who have the most success in my opinion your ensembles your true ensembles yes like it's and uh it shows like people recognize that because like we'll have people you know i recently talked to a woman after one of our show we have a weekly show um that we kind of gear for uh towards students at the annoyance and um that is i think another thing that adds to us being more like fearless about it is like we know that like kind of the audience is on our side for sure and definitely something inherent in improv for the most part as well um but we're willing to do whatever i'm very willing to like try anything because they're very like we have some very physical performers like you guys would say and like some very people who kind of like as opposed to just like anding people who and to like what's the most extreme version mm-hmm. of this and like violence and like sexual situations oh, yeah. fucker fight yes yeah, yes it's mm-hmm. such a fucker fight team mm-hmm. like and and i don't 
default to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So playing with them is very refreshing. Because you're so taught in your day-to-day, you can't get, you're not allowed to do that. Yes. Oh, and yeah. all the women, like, and I think I'm, I think we're kind of, there are three women in the group and three men. And I think the women are kind of on a scale of, like, um, I'm probably between the other two in terms of, like, one of them is, like, so willing to fuck and fight. <laughs> and one of them is kind of like, mm, I don't know if we should. And I think I'm, like, somewhere in between. That's, like, that's like a good combo, though, because it's you have, like, that so kind of innate fun. conflict. That Meisner. Is, yes. That is Meisner that is to Meisner. a T. I remember my first class with Meisner, I, my, my teacher was trying to coax me to say that I found the other guy attractive. Hmm. And I had just gotten engaged to be married, and I found that a huge conflict of interest. And I was like, I... Mm, no and she's like pulled me aside she's like maura you're not telling me what you honestly see i'm like oh and i finally said it and the entire class like jumps up they're like this yes! so and I was like, funny but why did i have to do that right like, because this is your safe place to do it right you're allowed to do it yes we encourage that because we want to see that yeah and like someone came up to me after a show recently and you know because it's a weekly show all six of us aren't usually there <laughs> um it's like more it it's usually more like three or four, um, especially of late. And um, someone was saying that, like, she really likes coming to the show a decent amount because she likes seeing what the different combinations of people, how it affects, like, oh, what the yeah, show looks like. And I was cool. like, man, I feel that from the inside. It's really amazing that you do. Like, it was really cool to hear that from an audience member. And I feel like that kind of thing really shows on stage is like if you feel comfortable with your group whether it's a theater or you know like an undertaking that you guys are doing that that reads immediately especially to other performers mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and it's fun to kind of see like what different combinations feel like you yes. know like for example unfortunately in the show that that we're in now um Warren and I don't really have a lot of interaction Aww. but in our last show I mean it was all about um, our friendship and the conflict of friendship. But we and, only had one scene together but, still, too. Yes, yeah, sadly. Really? Yeah. We really only had, like, two scenes <laughs> But we're like, together. but it's about our relationship. <laughs> How is that oh. possible you didn't write more into I this? I know. It's, it's that so was funny. unfortunate. But, I mean, it's, it's cool, you know, as an outside observer, too, to see other actors interacting in different ways. Mm-hmm. Cool. Different, different characters, different groups, different yes. combinations. It's yeah. Cool. And I think it's a good, like, for writing, too. It's like, okay, we have these characters. What do they look like paired yeah. together? Yeah. Um, cool. So what are kind of, um, so you kind of, Mary-Kate, have uh, a little bit more of a, like, history with this, like, interest. What are some things that you found yourself, um, but this question can go to both of you. Um, what are some things you found yourself kind of being drawn to as you're growing up? Like, did you do the Twilight thing? Like, is that, that kind of, like, put vampires, (laughs) like, not, I won't say on the map, but kind of like back on the map. So here's the thing with Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to get like a, oh man, like, I'm just like going to shut up. This is going to be great. Like 18 year old Kate. Uh, I'm excited. Um, well, I did. You know what? I was actually late on the uptake. I've always been a little bit late on the uptake for these kind of fads. Like I, Harry Potter came out when I was 11, didn't read it for years. Mm. And then I was stuck in a car. I started reading it and within like three days I had read like the first five books mm-hmm. and now I'm like upset like I am a Harry Potter freak mm-hmm. um I just did Harry Potter 
uh, it'll be two weeks ago from when this episode airs. What do you mean by did it? Someone, just read someone, it? no, 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 no. Uh, oh. Someone came on the show and talked about Harry Potter. Oh. And I've done like 125 episodes, and someone finally talked about Harry oh Potter. <laughs> well, if you ever want to talk about Harry Potter, <laughs> got a Slytherin right here. Oh, <laughs> you're totally a Slytherin. I, I just met you, but you're totally Griffin. Totally. Griffin. Yeah, I'm a, I am a Gryffindor. My mm-hmm. boyfriend's a Slytherin. I can see it. I can see a little it. yin and yang. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> right. nice. Yeah, uh, Gryffindors and Slytherins are, are quite a nice coupling. Actually, I think. Yes. I think so too. I think so. Uh, what do you What do you think your significant other is? He's a Slytherin. He's yeah. a yeah. Slytherin. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Power couple. Yeah. Oh, That's right. called a power That's couple. That's called a power couple. <laughs> oh, my God. It's funny because <laughs> I did the audiobooks. Jim Dale did the audiobooks. Oh, yes. I've heard uh, those are amazing. Ah, uh, fucking He does, amazing. like, different voices for all the characters. Yeah. And that was my experience, like, three years ago. I did the entire thing by just walking a dog. That's was wow. so awesome. funny. It was awesome. I mean, yeah, they just, I don't know. They came to, uh, this is going to sound so stupid, but they came to me at, like, a time where, like, I really needed that sort of escape. I don't think that's stupid. From reality. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> but I just remember like being like a moody, angsty teenager, like sitting in my closet reading. And this is Cloud not a spoiler because these have been out for a long time. Yeah. But when Sirius fell behind the veil, <gasps> I was like distraught. Like yeah. I was. It's sad, man. <laughs> Nerd alert. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I that's love like it. we were talking when, when she did the podcast, we talked about that moment and how like arresting it is. It was arresting. Yeah. 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 It's devastating. Like it, it, it really comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like what great writing, and then you see him as a young person deal with how arresting that was. Trying to oh. find him in the mirror again, and like thinking oh. he's oh god, it got me so good. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. in the solar That's plexus, heartbreak. Oh god, I just love that. Like I feel like the past four. Like I think my fantasy nerddom came when I was younger. I had a brother who we would skip school and watch Star Wars together, Love order it. pizza, Aww. you know, and just hang out. That's and, like, adorable. All yeah, the time. Um, and then, like, I put it away because I'm like, I'm going to try to be what I'm told to be. And so, like, in the past four or five years has been back into the fantasy world. That's so kind of like back into your childhood. That's absolutely. beautiful. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Cool. So beautiful. Very cool. But you were saying. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Twilight. Twilight. So, no, no, it's Twilight. cool. It's cool. It's cool. I've always I think the, the nature of fandom, uh, like, gets discussed a lot on the show, just as a result of, like, what the show is. And that's kind of what I like about it. Like, yeah. that was kind of where it started was, um, I really love knowing why people love what they do. So yeah. I feel like that kind of, like, adds color to the whole mm, conversation. Good. Yeah, I didn't mean to, like, turn into, like, a mm. Harry Potter fan. No, no, no. It's, mean, like I said, man, it's going to yeah. go where it goes. Yeah. But Twilight also came to me a little late. Um, I was in in a significant relationship, but he had, like, gone to Argentina for six months or some shit. But um, so I started, like, reading. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Twilight's so good. So I started reading it, and it wasn't good. No. But, like, I kept uh, – everyone's like, it gets better. And I was like, all right. So I kept reading it. <laughs> And, like, I kind of, like, enjoyed it at the time for what it was. I got to the third book. I believe it's Eclipse. I can't quite – I think it's Eclipse. It was actually quite a good book because it was the one where they actually, like, they broadened the vampire world in that one. So it became more of, like, a global um, conflict, I guess, which I found more interesting. Like an underworld kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. You found out more about, like, the context of, like, the vampires and, like, what – whatever the hell was going on it's not just edward and bella anymore yeah but it was real bad it was just in general real bad um 
my sister and I both do this thing where when, when our favorite books come out, like Harry Potter's or what have you, um, when the new Silmarillion, um, J.R.R. Oh. Tolkien came out, we, we also dress, we dress up and we go, we went to Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. So we dress up as characters. So we did that for, um, the fourth book together. It's just mm-hmm. like a little thing we do. And we stay up all night together and read them new in moon. tandem. Oh my god! Yeah, in t- all night. Oh long. my I god! You. Yeah, you like I go home you. and just sit down and crack that. We just sit down all night. That's I just love you. And <laughs> like, I'll, I'll like get ahead, and I'll be like, Christine, are you are you to chapter ten? And she's like, No, no. And then I'll be like, Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait. That is yeah. adorable. Was, and we're like grown women. Like it was. No, you are in your childhood awesomeness. Right. That's what's true. the age difference? Uh, she is three years younger than me. That's adorable. So we definitely have like, and she looks twelve anyway. So I mean. <laughs> <laughs> We're all twelve year olds, um, but we definitely so we, we so we read uh, new 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 moon. I think so. I think you're right, and it just was sh- shitty. It was just so it's bad. terrible. I was like, we just we couldn't. It but you so didn't bad. even really like any of it. No, but I I was committed at that point. Yeah, you know. I mean, that was what it. I've never read. Yeah, I've never read nor seen. <laughs> you're not missing. The, the, the films are laughable. Either. But you know, then I tried to read uh, again late they on the like uptake. Really good actors in the like I Michael know. Sheen and oh, like yeah, yeah. um what's her name Anna Kendrick like yeah. there are good actors in those movies. Well, and also like what was it the, the was there an article recently like why are we shaming things that our children are liking? Yes, Especially our children are. are I didn't are read it, but I oh, saw that I never and, it, that. and it's part of the thing of like. So what if they like it? They're being in, interested in literature, yes. moving to film. True. Fuck off. Yes. Quit judging them. I agree. I'm definitely like, you like what you like, and I don't have to but like we, it. Okay, it let's, let's be real. We all liked some weird shit when we were preteens. Oh, oh like, yeah. Foch. Oh, yeah. Foch. I was like, I was like <laughs> reading, I was oh, reading Foch. my mom's like secret <laughs> hidden collection of like witch novel I porn. read Daniel uh, Steele. Yeah. I read Daniel Steele for the softcore porn of I it. I did too. Right? Like, my friend, like, we're all in discipline. Yeah, right? yeah. My friend Chris, who was like my best friend, but he like definitely liked weird shit. Um, he loaned me this book and I read the whole thing, even though it's something I never would have picked up on my own, but it was like a vampire story and it was very pulpy and very like, it was sexual, but in a way that like the main character was an adolescent boy. So it was like sexual because he made it sexual, like, right, cause sure. he needed to go through that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, it was really interesting and very scary. And I, and like, yeah, it's probably one of the weirdest books I've ever read, <laughs> and I only read it because he like he was like, I, I, I love this. You would like it too, and I did not, but <laughs> I read the whole thing. Um, but You're he not also a like, age boy. yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, mm, no, not for me. Um, but he also loaned me um, Jason Mraz's first album, and he was like, you should listen to this because you'll got like weird it. Taste, and man. he was right. right, right. <laughs> that's a good album. <laughs> Wait for my rocket to come, right. man. I'm, I'm a big Pink fanatic, and mainly because she's just a hard like her songs are poppy, and they're kind of. Um, I think other people find them annoying. I find them awesome to belt in the shower, right? They yes. make me feel like... I can totally see that. I'm like that empowered woman that's yeah. like, what? And then she's like that performer. Mm-hmm. She's does, a great performer. She's just great. Yeah. Now, and Josie on your hand tonight. Like, how yeah. great. What a right? great, like, sentiment. I, I still love Jeff Buckley. <laughs> Fuck I, off. I still love, like, right? I still love my Ani DeFranco. I still love my Jeff Buckley. I still love my, like, hardcore, like, but, like, there's something about belting. That, I like, feel the same way yeah. about Kelly Clarkson. Really? Oh, I understand. <laughs> like, she is not, she does not have great songs, but they are fun kinda, to belt. I kind of feel like there's a little lookalike thingy. Oh 
yeah. than love Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> I can kind of see it as well. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Right? We all like our, like, big things. open face. Yeah, I mean, love, yeah. love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so Twilight. you read Twilight, but you hated it. I, I hated it. And then actually, <laughs> coincidentally, I, I was also late on the uptake to read uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, hello. I got 70 pages in. Yeah, I, it's it's so boring. It's really? I was so bored. I was like, this is, I can't even. Do you think it's people who are just so repressed that yes. that's like really gets them off? Yeah. I, I really, really do. Well, and also that is like, oh, God, this is the worst. That is aimed at the daytime people, right? Like, yeah. And I say this because That's I was, a really good way to put it. Yeah. And I say, And I know I see you, like, cringing having to say that, but it's true. It's I, true. I was with my trainer the other day at the gym, and he put me on the, the treadmill, and a, a daytime talk show comes on. And I literally saw a woman say... And I don't even remember Michelle Williams talks or something. A woman on there said, well, you're going to be more respected if you we, we wear makeup. And I was like, fuck you. Oh, my right. God. I, that's the same reaction I had. And Mary Kate, I know that you, like, you love. Uh, oh, you, I love makeup. Right. And I, I definitely don't think people have to wear it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But I literally said that. And I, I started yelling, too. And my trainer's like, more take off your cape. And I was like, no, 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 no. The thing is, is that other women are going to see this. And other women Kids are going to believe it. That. Yes. And then, and then because of that, they're going to come to this gym with makeup, get fucked up skin, and, like, think that they need to do that when, hey, I, I feel sometimes prettier with makeup you're I so gorgeous yeah. without makeup i've got to tell you guys Aww. both these are you wearing makeup no no you, they're both gorgeous <laughs> i just sweat it I off never wear makeup. Thing, sweat <laughs> if, if i were to put it on it would just be like done like it would go away i just don't care yeah. i like I, yeah. I mean you were saying earlier that like you're uh you're a tall woman and you have you know um you try to like fight against your masculine like nature tendencies or whatever quote unquote masculine mm-hmm. um and i deal with a lot of that too um and uh <laughs> not as a tall woman <laughs> hey well we got it though but know? like you know look i i have my whole life and like for a long time i really feel like i tried to fight against it and then at some point i just had like a revelation of like fucking cares right. like it's for me right. it's not for you it's for well, me and i think that that's where my love of makeup actually exactly. comes from it's like i don't put it on so i look good for um like the male gaze right like i put it on because i think it's fun i feel good with it and it's part of my identity to yeah. be honest yes yeah. um but i i definitely would never think that anybody else has to live up to that code that i have for my own sort of what exactly. an absurd thing yeah. to like People who can justify saying things like that, <laughs> like, it truly is beyond me. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how can you not see how ridiculous that sounds? And then, in, to make matters worse, my trainer was like, we had a conversation about how, well, Maury, you're just, you, you, you tend to, like, you know, get really, like, worked up about that. I'm like, but hold up. Hold up a second. You're telling me because I had an opinion. Exactly. I know the groan. Because I had an opinion about a thing that I don't normally watch. He's like, well, think about who it's aimed to. I'm like, I know. It doesn't but matter. That's the problem. It that's the exactly. Problem. I love right. that saying, daytime people. Like, I love that. Yeah. And, 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 oh, man. But I feel bad because I... I my mother is a daytime, was a daytime yeah. person for a bit. And she does not adhere to some some things. But she what she would watch was judge judy uh, and all the like ju- like all those shows like yeah. maybe oprah for a bit uh-huh. but then judge judy and all the like i want to see law i want to see like how things are fought out but like it just killed me because i'm like but uh, i don't even know what to say other than i yeah. was just so angry and then he tried to put he tried to tell me that i was too angry about it it's like oh, no i'm allowed to be angry dudes of the world listening to this stop trying to tell women to not be upset about things like this mm-hmm. like it's 
fury it just mm-hmm. makes it just fuels our anger mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, i mean it goes both ways like yeah. i don't want to make this a gendered thing like when people are people are, are allowed to be frustrated by things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or for as a man if you're if like because i think we put this on men yeah if you're not masculine enough you're not attractive yeah and that's bullshit too yeah. like you are allowed to have feminine qualities yeah. and in fact sometimes some of my favorite qualities about my significant other are things that are like more traditionally considered feminine yeah. like mm-hmm. same very, for me as well actually mm-hmm. he's very nurturing mm-hmm. yes yeah. he's very yeah. he's mm-hmm. um he's very open about like he will be uh emotionally open to like watching movies and reading and things like that and will like cry and like not be ashamed of that and it's awesome. it's so attractive awesome. and so what a nice thing yeah. for us sexy to be able to share fuck. sexy as fuck you're like but baby cry you with know. me i'll yeah. cry with you yeah. and like, we're gonna make we're, out. like we watched inside out together and we <gasps> were both like puddles just like uh-huh. <laughs> puddles when it like uh when people yeah like i can't imagine because that's how I am. Like, I definitely invest too much in the things that I want. And maybe that's why I haven't checked out any of these, like... That might be a hallmark of performers, that, though. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Very true. He's a... He, like... He's a writer, so I think that is... Uh, that's I a think good that combo right there. there. Yeah, a it's good a good yin-yang. Yeah. He's a sliver and I'm a Gryffindor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Okay, so... Um, twilight but like did you do you feel like you um do you feel like you're drawn to things like because they involve vampires like you know what not necessarily because they involve vampires i think i'm drawn to things and then vampires are just like a part of that existence yeah especially no that does make sense especially in line with um talking about just like supernatural uh, characters and like things in general yeah and i've always loved um kind of um, acting wise, it's actually really interesting. Um, Maura and I talk a lot about casting since we're both actresses. Yeah. Um, and just like how weird it is. And it's, I feel like a lot of times personally, I get kind of pigeonholed into very, um, like ingenue kind of boring esque roles. And in like the sci-fi, th- oh, I'm like the opposite, <laughs> but that's like, you know, it's the grass is always greener, stupid right? Character actor. <laughs> like I get cross cast a lot as characters and stuff like that. Cause it's just like, yeah. I'm never going to yeah, be the like ingenue. I'm, but here's right the thing with, with fantasy, yeah. right? Here's the thing with sci-fi and fantasy stuff where, where that whole vampire world fits in is like that those characters, those stock characters like don't exist. Cool. Like, you know, you you can be an ingenue type, but then you're a fucking vampire. You know yeah, what I mean? Or well, like, like, you like have a even, darkness Yeah, like Katniss Everdeen or something like that. That's yes. not that like what an interesting, complicated character. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then to go with that, the sci-fi world actually is the first world that introduced a asexual character. Seriously, it introduced really because if you think about when you're thinking of an alien, right, mm. who has feelings and who knows how they have sex, yeah. right, and because we don't know, but like or that doesn't like, right, like it, data. Right? Yeah, I like, was gonna say a robot. A yeah. robot, right? I like, had never thought of it that way. That is like, so interesting. And I think what's so uh, like Battlestar Galactica is actually one of my fucking geeky things. Like okay. where I'm like, oh, that's good, BSG, baby. Right, but it also mirrors so much of what uh, we deal with in human in, in, in society now. Right, like the entire. I've heard that. Yeah, there. It's very parallel to politics of the time, to relationships of the time, to also like. Involving, you know, in our LGBT understanding, trying to label everything, right? It it has all these different elements in it that have been introduced in a way that people can accept them because it's not 
so close to home. It's an yeah. alternate situation. Exactly. So that somehow makes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and I were talking about how, like, Tiffany specifically has allowed us to play roles that we have dreamed of playing. Cool. Tiffany Keene is our director, by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah. And she's the artistic director no, of Otherworld. I was going to say, she's the idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, um, I, I got to play my first ingenue, basically. Cool. Yeah. My first, and, and got to be celebrated to have masculine <sighs> and feminine qualities, which was like, that awesome. was that was part of the script as well, which was really cool to, to see Maura play this part because um, she totally was this in pushed the me last, for it. The by show the that you guys did, yeah, Queen this Amarantha, was a show yeah. we did this. Past What's the show called? Queen Amarantha. Queen Amarantha. Yeah, and it's about uh, it was about the daughter of a barbaric king, and she um, kind of and, and Maura was perfect for it because it's, it's about this woman who is. Um, she totally got me the role, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, you know, I, she was like, ah, oh, she's got a play I know someone for this, yeah. and she and was like, great. did you get the offer? I was like, no, I don't think. I got it. And she's like, shut up. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. <laughs> That's um, so but, funny. But the, the, the girl, Amarantha, the, the woman, um, you guys are such good lady friends. I, I love it. I, like I didn't like. I I didn't know that you guys were as close as you are, and I really like. I, I think like we're getting witnessing closer. It. We're getting closer. We every keep day. trying to hang out more, and we're like, we're why so are we busy? Talk? Yeah, when you're not doing a show, uh, that's like the the burden of being a performer in the city right? is like when you're not doing a show with someone, you don't see them, and it sucks. You don't, and you try to support as much as you can. But I even got today, like you don't get the guilt shame, but like you get the I feel the guilt shame. Mm. My friend was like, "So you're gonna come see your Me show? Too. Like, when does it close this weekend?" No, can't can't do it. Yeah, and, sucks. And you see that, like, oh, I know. I want to see 1984 at Steppenwolf, oh, and I yeah. like looked up the schedule, and I can go on closing night. It was like the first time between now and then when I can see it, and I was just like, fuck. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's okay. I don't even remember. The uh, no, 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 I was just saying she was she was stuff. a nice she was um a woman, so she, right she was a female, but she had all these masculine qualities. But yet she was still, you know, the, I guess, yeah, the ingenue of the story. You know, she was the, yeah, the protagonist mm-hmm. of this tale. And so it was just a, a cool fantasy piece. Yeah. Do it, you, do you think that there is an element of like, I, I feel like vampires specifically are very like power characters. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's misunderstood characters. Ooh. Well, I feel like that's the kind of thing I think that we connect. I, I, it's interesting because, like, I I feel like I've gotten more into the horror world in the past four or five years because I've become producing and short films and various things, um, and and what I keep looking at is it's it's our way of having extreme circumstances um, and having and understanding complicated people, right? Because as much as um, with vampires specifically, uh, as we get older, just more and more complications happen, and more and more scars are visible of our pasts, and more and more. Um, issues involve us because we haven't let go of certain things emotionally and we haven't done things. And a vampire is like a perfect way of you want to understand them and you want to help, but you can't help them. They can only help themselves. Right. The interesting thing about vampires, and I'm actually playing one of the vampires in in the production that we're doing, is that um, they still, it's interesting to, I guess, discover how much of their human trait they still are holding on to yeah and what that means i think for them. we're really fascinated by that as a culture mm-hmm. like 
in things that we consume are like finding uh, and going back to like robots too it's like mm, what yeah. what's the like human nature in this seemingly inhuman character it's almost like uh, cannibalism is an addiction for a vampire right yeah and where it's and like, they needed to survive right, yeah. right but they could also find it in other ways that are not so demonstrative mm. so like you could in this day and age at least you could go to a blood bank and be like I'm just gonna steal all this shit <laughs> right. and I'm gonna survive off this right because I don't want to as my human self kill another individual or turn someone like me. Did you guys see um, What We Do in the Shadows? No. no. Oh my god. Okay, you this gotta see that. So yeah. up your alley. Make down. a note. It's, um, it was uh, I believe uh, I, uh, Jermaine Clement from uh, fucking Fly the Conf- Concords yeah. is one of the leads in it. Wonderful. And it's a house. It's like it was it's a mockumentary style movie about a house of vampires like it's like three or four vampires who all live together it's very funny and i think that you guys specifically would just love it and it like gets into that about how like they don't really uh, like it kind of shows them it's kind of like a frat house but they're vampires (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it kind of shows like some of them are like more readily just like i'm gonna fucking turn people into vampires like i don't care and some of them are more like well we just kind of have to do what we do like it's it's really interesting and really funny and it definitely um has the most success when it's like comparing the the human nature of these inhuman characters and uh i mean what watch buffy did oh, I yeah. didn't, but yeah, holy shit! How have we not talked yeah, about, oh. about Buffy? I loved Buffy. Well, and like she was the first, like Mary Kate. That's the role that like you're totally you, a Buffy. Type. You are a Buffy yeah, type because I love to play Buffy. you're because totally a you're Buffy. You're like you're uh, outside of the like. Yeah. So what if I'm like wh- I like my fucking. Ma- I like looking good. Yeah. I feel good. So stop it. And then I'm also a badass, and I'm super yeah. fucking smart, and I do I all these things, and let me show you. Buffy exactly. was really important for that. And she oh, was, like, yeah. good to her friends. I, like, cool. I remember, like, watching it when I was in high school and being like, that's the kind of friend I want to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, she was, like, popular and, like, fun and, like, girly, but she was also, like, fiercely protective of the people she cared about, which cool. I think is kind of hard to, like, you don't see characters like that in a combination So Leslie, no. So Leslie... No. Yeah. No. Like, she wasn't the first of her kind, but she, it's certainly a character type. It's a woman who's, like, very strong, good at what she does, mm-hmm. cares deeply about the people around her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best part. That's the best aspect of that show to me is how deeply. Of Parks and Rec? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's how deeply mm-hmm. those people, like, genuinely care and about And it's, like, still fun to watch because everyone's like, oh, no, we want to see conflict. I'm like, I kind of want to no. see people be yes. great. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, why can't we exist in that? Yeah, <laughs> why but do like, we have to do that? Yeah, but like Buffy, Buffy was definitely like unapologetically good at what she did, yeah. and like she was great fierce. at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she got treated like shit because she was so awesome for some of it. Like, like yeah, she did. That was, I mean, like, and, and it was very realistic of like the jealousies of of <laughs> of other people when you're successful in what you know in 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 who you know that you are like yeah. when you know who you are and you are unapologetic people still get angry that yes that you do that i always yeah. loved watching buffy kind of um 
counterbalance, you know, her, her obvious vampire hunter um, duties with her, like, schoolwork or, like, yeah. or, like her cheer Classic. practice. I was oh, like, yeah. how are you going to do it, Buffy? Right? Yeah, how are you yeah. going to get that, that all done That's in one that day. Spider-Man syndrome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, how does Peter Parker take all those pictures? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, what are some of your other, like, favorite uh, representations of vampires in fiction? I mean, I guess. Well, okay. To, is there like an origin for like how the like how did who came up with vampires like you know what I, I was actually doing some research of love it yeah. so vampires became kind of an idea um, in the early 18th century and they like were not hot like they were not sexy why would oh, it yeah, be like right Nosferatu yeah and and uh what's the cabinet of Dr. Caligari or whatever yeah, like yeah. those vampires are gross they were gross and they were um described as like bloated beings that were like purple and like they were like not ticks. hot yeah they yes think about it right they like, were like a mosquito and you're and you're yeah. and you you never are satiated you are yeah. never safe. You're always the hungry. picture of gluttony. Yeah. Mm. So they were not hot, um, but there were different kind of variations on the vampire all throughout Europe during this time. And it wasn't actually um, until really Dracula was written that I knew like, that he's like oh, taking it off. Yeah, like vampires are hot now. Why did we sexualize vampires then? Like, what is is I it think the it's power? I think sucking. it's the blood sucking. The blood sucking. Yeah, sucking and power. I think. Yeah, I mean, there's something you know. Um, Shakespeare calls. Or an orgasm, the the little death, right? Oh yeah, the little death. So I think that there's something mm-hmm. very erotic and sexual about taking somebody's blood for your own. Also, um, like it has connotations of menstruation, right? Mm-hmm. For sure, taking mm-hmm. somebody's yeah, back blood. To those and, and lesbian mm-hmm. vampires, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and just Carmilla. that blood being the thing that like sustains you and like keeps you alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're literally taking someone's life blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are your, what are some of your, <laughs> I remember why I brought that up, which is, uh, yeah, I was like, what are some of your favorite vampire stories in fiction as though vampires are like an actual thing in, that exists? Of course they are, right? What are some of your like favorite real life vampires though? <laughs> right? Uh, well, there are real life vampires actually. There um, are and they're creepy yeah what the fuck there's like two kinds actually i was my boyfriend and i were recently in new orleans and they told a story about um this man who came to town right and he went to the dungeon which was one of like the notorious vampire bars in new orleans and there were these young sexy college age girls there that were like hey do you want to come back for like a threesome with us and he was like totally you know obviously right why would you and, say no and yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they murdered him though and they like uh, drank his blood and it became like this whole this whole thing yeah so there's that kind of of modern vampire i guess where you murder a businessman in new orleans uh, <laughs> might as well get the money out of him first <laughs> yeah come i was on. gonna say but it was the, vampire, the main right? vampire was the daughter i guess of some you might want to fact check this because this is like oh. a tale we were told on like okay. a tour. But it, she was the daughter of some um, political figure in, in uh, Louisiana. And she just had this like cult of, of vampire that's crazy. girls. And then the other kind of modern vampire that's real are the people who um, take life essence. Ooh. So you can go to these things where a group of vampires will like lay you down and like intake your essence mm. as their sustenance well, and also like the like crazy death eater. <laughs> yeah. the like crazy culture of like people actually filing down their teeth right yes like yes. doing various things to become a vampire completely like starving themselves in uh. terms of like of what would a daily nutritional 
meal be and trying to live specifically off of more vampire-esque uh, meals, which is not necessarily just blood, but like the like juices of the meat or like like it, it's it boggles my mind. Baffling, baffling, baffling. Yeah, I, it's just uh, that's so. A those are your strange. favorite real vampires. Yeah, those are our favorite <laughs> top ten real vampires. <laughs> what are your fave? Uh, we've covered some Buffy, some Twilight, some Dracula, some Carmilla. Obviously, the show that you're both working on now. Gone Dark. Uh, yes. Gone, Gone Dark. dark. Um, do you have any other, like, uh, vampire stories that you find yourself drawn to? Blade. I love the Blade oh. series. Oh. The Blade series was a lot of Badass. fun. Because mm-hmm. of also the fighting, too. And, like, um, yeah, I, I uh, Stephen Dorff, too. Whew. Still my heart when he was younger. Oh my God. <laughs> She's like swooning right now. I know. I know you can't yeah, for sure. <laughs> he was pretty. We lost her. He had also <laughs> vampire teeth. He just did. He is the kind of guy that like. Really? You kind of do know. too. I kind of do. I kind of have it? some pronounced eye teeth. Maybe it's maybe it's a thing. Maybe, maybe. that's why you're getting cast as a vampire. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Like, I see those teeth. <laughs> Get in here. That's funny. <laughs> Ah, I mean, we can't not talk about Anne Rice. Also, oh, right, yes. interview with the vampire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loved that movie, and that the relationship between each one of those vampires and the length of which, right? Like, I think yeah. that that's the most interesting thing, especially with the child, Kirsten Dunst. She was at fantastic that in that movie. Am I right? She like, won an award for it, right? Yes, Didn't she won the she was so really good. Yeah, uh, interesting. She, she, yeah, I think she was the youngest girl at that time to win an award. Yeah, I forgot. Or whatever, yeah. maybe like a Golden Globe or something. I think it was a Golden Globe. Yeah. yeah. Um, the relationships and and the like talk about um getting over your past consistently though right like mm. talk about betrayal and then having to work together and betrayal and huh. having to work together and like failing or working and then like coming back and recognizing you can't ever leave each other well i <laughs> love stories where you root for the vampires you know Ooh. what i mean and that's why i really loved interview with him and i loved kirsten dunce's um kind of her story where this, you know, she was forced to wear all these like little girl kind of outfits in this curly, you know, Shirley Temple like hair situation, and she just she was actually on like the precipice of womanhood. Yeah, yeah. And like to just see her like struggle with that, that eternity of being that age. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was so. And then having her own sexual desire of understand, yeah. like she's growing through that now and being like, okay, well, I'm I'm four years older and I'm still have the vagina of, of a 12 yeah, year old like, <laughs> what, what does that do to you like yeah. right. oh, i'm sure some guys would be way too un- uh, yeah, yeah. i'm sorry this just turned into that's okay man that's I mean, but that's the reality of talking about it right it's yeah, like, how, yeah how do you that's part of it how do you mentally pursue those impulses without the physical uh, ability to do yeah. <laughs> yeah without to to actually go through with yeah. it and also like to try to get someone on gate on on point with that Sure. I know I am a 12-year-old in spirit, but in my mind, I'm 25. Well, that's right. the whole Edward thing, right? He's like, I've lived thousands of years. I have all these degrees. And Ugh. Yeah. It's kind of sexy. Yeah. I'd rather, I'm I was going to say, there's something sexy about experience, for sure. In mm-hmm. a in a, trapped in a youthful body. I mean, don't you Ooh. wish that sometimes you can go back to the like that time when you got picked on or that time when you had no friends and you're like, it doesn't. Yes. <laughs> yes. All God, what a free thing to realize as right. a young person. Right. And uh, and even like the opposite of that, like seeing guys who are like, man, in like five years, you 
you're going to have so much more figured out. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And recognizing that now is not the time to be with that person. But, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but boy, boy, Eventually. you're, you're going to know. You're going to know that this would have been perfect. And women do that too. Again, like, but we grow it, up faster. Like, we, yes. Yeah. We mature faster. And uh, it's easier to, like, look at men who you consider your peers and just be like, you, come on. You're you're getting there. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, did you... Have you guys seen um, Let the Right One In or the uh, American remake Let Me In? No. Not yet. I've only heard about it and it will be I seen. I have suggested two films for you. I know. We have like really a date night. See. Oh my God. Want, can you join us? Yeah. Can, can you join us for I date night? I would love that. Yeah. Seriously. I would love that. As soon as we open. I'd watch both of those John. movies together. <laughs> yes. Um, it's, so Let the Right One In is about this. Uh, it was a um, Swedish, I believe. Um, I'm not going to remember, like, who did what, but there's these two Swedish filmmaking brothers. One of them did the Dragon Tattoo movies, and one of them did Let the Right One In, and one of the two of them also did um, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Like, they've Mm -hmm. they've, they've both done some, like, really good films. Um, I can't even remember their names, uh, but I don't know. Fucking Google it. This isn't Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but Let the Right One In, um... Uh, is about this, like, young female uh, vampire, like, young, like, 12 years old. And um, she lives with, like, an older gentleman who's her caretaker. And um, it's played by uh, Richard Jenkins in the um, rem- the American remake. Um, and uh, she- the vampire is played by uh, Chloe Grace Moritz okay. um, in the American remake. And... Um, it's about a young boy who, like, lives in the same building as she does, and she, like, befriends him, but it's fucking complicated because she's a vampire. Like, basically, yeah, it's like, nice. that's the story, and he gets bullied and stuff, and she, um, like, looks out for him. Yeah. And it's really, really, like, I don't like scary movies. I, I It's not, like, mm, I don't like yeah. it, but I was willing to watch this because I kept hearing about it, and... It's not super scary um, until the, like, very end. You and the world I'm in is uh, preaching that movie, and I feel like I've always been the more, like, I'm the omen person watching. Yeah. I also just watched Babadook, which was also creepy I haven't watched it, but is I want it? to. Okay. It is I've heard it's real scary, but I want to see it really bad. Because it leaves it, your imagination just fills in so much, and that's the creepiest oh. part of yeah. films. Imagination when you're like, can always go further <gasps> than anything that could be shown. Yeah, and, and it. Oh God! And oh yeah, it's it's excellent. It's an excellent movie. But so I can't even say everyone is talking about Let the Right One In. Yeah, and I don't. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm hitting my wrist. Because I originally it. heard about it on Film Spotting, um, and because they're very good about championing movies that they like don't think people will see, even though they like deserve to be seen. And then obviously the movie like kind of took off enough that there was interest to do. I mean, Let the Right One In is you know subtitled like it's legitimately. Mm-hmm. A foreign film. And Let Me In is a very loyal remake, but it just doesn't necessarily... It's, it's similar to the Dragon Tattoo movies. Like, it, I haven't seen any of the Swedish ones. I've seen the first... I don't know. Are they doing others? The other I American movies? I thought they were. I thought that they were, too. I don't know. I'm actually going to watch this. Side note, loved time. those books. Really? Oh. Loved them. Mm. Yes. So, I think it's like a similar aesthetic yeah. Um, and a similar, like, remake in the sense that they kind of tried to, like, keep um, keep loyal to what the movie felt like. And I think they definitely did a good job in that. Um, 
but yeah, the the original is. All right, we're going to have to watch creepy, that. Yeah, creepy, creepy. I think I might actually have to watch it today. I know. I've got like I'm... a three-hour break, and I'm going to be it. like, it's going to happen. Do it. I I need, it's Halloween. It'll help you guys uh, get in the character for tonight. Show. Oh, my goodness. I'm going gonna, gonna, to want to kill you so bad. Girl. <laughs> um, any, others, any others that you can think of? Really good vampires that we'd be remiss to not t- mention? Um, I'm not missing any strong female I'm vampires trying because, trying like, that's the thing is like I feel like I'm every time I see a strong female I'm like yeah or <laughs> that right uh, well you know what I mean bringing it back to Twilight just real quick sure um there there was a one really cool character in that that was a strong female vampire her name was Victoria she had flaming red hair and Hell she was yeah. just like out for out to get it you know of course they didn't really talk about her hardly out to at get all it. <laughs> but she was great um and then like a couple of like the I felt um kind of side characters in Twilight were also very interesting. And I almost uh-huh. wish that that had been the story more focused on yeah, that. Cause they were, uh, since it was such a wide network of vampires, you know, usually your vampire stories, you've got one or two. Or yes, three. that's and true. Yeah. This was like a family. We don't live in like a world of vampires. No, the vampire is the outlier in right. the world that we see. Even in the show we're doing now. I mean, the vampires are the outliers, right? It's actually about a society of vampire hunters. That's the story. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. Not necessarily about of like a vampire. But the, an the ensemble of fighters. Did you guys? Right. Is this an original show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. is this? Someone? Are you working with the people who wrote it or the person who wrote Stu- it? We are Stuart Bussell, um, who is because um, I know that's something right. that you guys do as a company a lot. We do. Yeah, we do new works um, sometimes, and this this one definitely is. And we've been working with him. He's been great as far as Very working cool. on the script. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. I'm horrible, but I'm googling vampires right now. I'm like, there's actually nothing in here that I've seen that is like strong other than like the ones we've talked about i mean buffy i think is so is so detrimental yeah. to the vampire oh, yeah, world that's huge. and even the movie with christy swanson like that actually oh, got yeah. me into it first Luke i was Perry. at a cubs game this year where christy swanson threw <gasps> out the first pitch what? how did she throw it was it good <laughs> it was pretty good she oh, did pretty good, good. she like nice. mostly got it there yeah yeah, 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 nice. yeah. that's a long it was, ways that's it, a is. Long it is ways. it is long ways. like you see i've seen people totally blow it so yeah she did good hey consider awesome nice work, christy. and luke perry and donald sutherland that's right that was such a like a, a and the music the rest is silence like there were so many lines from that movie that i remembered <laughs> and then i was like how did i not watch the series oh i remember because i judged it and was like oh it looks kind of Mm, you know what? And so at funny. my at my undergrad, uh, there was actually a course you could take that was all about Buffy. All cool. they did was watch all the Buffy. What school did you go to? Right, I went. Um, it was Warburg College. It's a small Lutheran liberal arts college. Love in it. Iowa. But there was a, yeah, a course you could take. Just you just watched Buffy, cool. and you wrote about it. And you talked about the mythology because the it's huge. biblical. You know, yeah. sort of. Um, I guess I reference. Mean, Joss Whedon. Is just like that kind of creator, oh you know. God. He creates things that really like change the game. Well, Firefly, am I right? it's, yeah, it's like Firefly. Also, even look at what he did with Avengers. Like, yeah, the original Avengers movie really changed how people saw superheroes. Like, mm-hmm. Marvel is, I think, the you know beast that it is because of that movie. Like, it kind of started before that, the Iron Man things, like, and Thor and all that. But Avengers is like really what he brings the humanity back into it yeah he brings yes, what like a really good what thought relates like and i feel like that's what good sci-fi does that's what good horror does is that it 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 does it in a platform where we're not going to judge the politics of it because we're so far removed and so we can see it in a way of like if you actually parallel like i can understand why there'd be a course all about buffy because if you put a yeah. parallel to what's happening in the times they're like this is actually 
the commentary. Well, it relates to everything. And mm-hmm. that was, you know, part of the, the course of Buffy. And I really wish I would have taken it. I didn't at the time. But I had some friends who did. And they're like, no, you don't get it. Like, this is one of the most intense classes because we're talking politics. We're talking economics. We're talking, you know, uh, sociology. Um, Hamilton and, right now. Oh, the yeah. musical. Yeah. I can't. I still haven't listened to it. And I, I saw recently that a lot of people are drawing comparisons between um, Hamilton and Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, okay, you in. sold me. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna get around to it eventually. Like mm-hmm. I'm enough of a musical person that if something is this huge, I'll, I'll find it eventually. So I have to ask who's, who's your favorite Parks and Rec character? Oh, oh um, I, damn, I know. dude. You can only pick one. Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> um, Ooh, she's stuck. These are the hard questions of our it. generation. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think that the, the character, I really love Andy Dwyer. Hell yeah. I think Andy Dwyer is a golden retriever. He's America's boyfriend. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that, uh, <laughs> I told someone, um, that, uh, like someone was telling me which character I thought I was or like what, asking me which character I thought I was. And I was like, I think I'm like. Uh, a Leslie on the outside, but an Andy on the inside, or maybe like vice versa. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> a great combination. Yeah. Somewhere between Andy and Leslie. Um, but yeah, Andy and Ben Wyatt are like every woman's dream, I think. Oh Some gosh. combination of those two men is like, how could you not want to be with that guy? Yeah. Oh. So good. Um, All right, sorry, side note. No, it's Just okay. It's my favorite. It's Just my favorite. Thing. I can tell you love it. So if if I if I did, I say this often. If I did my own show, it'd be about Parks and Rec. I got I did a Parks and Rec episode for my hundredth. Uh, episode it's mostly just me rambling about hey, <laughs> do what you love. Do what you love. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, have either of you ever like been vampires and other things before this? Or, like, uh, did you dress up as one or something like that for a Halloween? I think I dressed up as a vampire. Because it's the easy, it's the it's easiest it, kind. Yeah. It's, if you have a cape, you can do anything pretty with easy. it. Right? Especially as a girl, like, you don't have to be Dracula. You can just yeah. put on whatever outfit underneath. You could be Dracula's daughter. You could be. Which was a huge, uh, the first time that there was really a female, strong female vampire. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. Dracula's daughter. And she, she was very important because she kind of was the first almost woman also to like li- it, uh, um, to be represented in the Victorian times living outside of society. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like she had no interest in getting married. She, you know, had men and women as lovers, as dinner. You know? Hello, <laughs> Hello uh, Miss yeah. Fitzgerald, basically. Yeah. Dracula's yeah. daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was that, uh, like, was that also written by the same author? Like, what's that no, story? That was, I think that that was... I wish I knew I'm about sorry it. for putting no, it's you okay. on the spot. Um, I think it was it was written obviously after Dracula, right? Quite quite a uh, what while if after. It was a, what if it was before though? That was <laughs> right. I look it up. Quick it on probably the was, and then was shunned away. Yeah. Just yeah. shut into a chamber. Yeah. Or some but it sort. was yeah. It was yeah. You could be Dracula's daughter. Maybe that's what I'll go with tonight instead of my flying squirrel. <laughs> no, you I have to be a flying squirrel. That's the fact done. That you're <laughs> if I don't see that, she looks so comfy, you guys. That's amazing. Cutest. Flying squirrel. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing it. I'm gonna bring it. <laughs> let's talk. Um, let's do. So we've talked about the show um, here and there, but I'd love for you guys to kind of like pitch it, so to speak. Like, like, um, you know, you could talk about your character specifically. I know you, you know, don't want to give too much away, but I know it's like immersive and you do all this stage combat stuff. Like, that's really cool. Speak to that. 
Maura, you go ahead. All right. I think it's a bunch of, a bunch of misfits that find a group that they love. And isn't that what we're all looking for? Always, always. <laughs> sounds and like it, a theater company. Sounds like a theater company, right? But there's still, you know, issues and problems and, and very um and within these relationships they're all complicated, right? They've known each other forever and respect and disrespect, but ultimately they're all there for one purpose, which is to get rid of these vampires. Mm-hmm. And uh throughout I think this show it plays a lot with um the unknown of of that that X factor, that je ne sais quoi, that like hmm. connection you have with someone cool. that you can't speak to, but it is prominent and you like, it's that idea of that, like, I believe in the one and I believe in yeah. love and I want to, but at the same time, like in my also like jaded heart, yeah. it's like, no, nah, that's not possible. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. There's no way it's ever going to happen. But like, it's that, I think it focuses on this, like, um, this internal need to connect. And when cool. you find that type of connection, you don't want to give it, you don't want to lose it. Yeah. And like, I think I see that a lot with certain characters. I see it with your, your character, actually, Maura, you and Raymond. I think that that's, um, you guys are hunters. Uh, I'm a hunter with my ex-husband. Yeah. And they not only are they hilarious together, but they have some really beautiful moments. Where and this is, um, Gino. Yeah. Gino. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope he's listening. Gino, you're he lucky. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking very well about you. Great dance moves. Great dance moves. <laughs> yeah. We like just barely yours. missed yeah. that on like, right. I was like, I'll wait to start this. So yeah. we can just have some girl talk. But I also see that with you with, with Ned, though, it's it's more that I'm seeing is that like it's like there's this power, this but you know this is my mm. looking outside in. Well, I mean, have you ever you know we're not vampires, we're humans, we are not immortal, we're going to die at some point. But have you ever like had that connection with a person, not even ro- on a romantic level, but um, where you just are con- connected in a way that you can't? It's like not of this world. Yeah, you can't describe it. Uh, not of this world. I love that. Yeah. Other world, maybe? Other Hello. But that's Hello, the only way bing I bong. Can, yeah, <laughs> that's the only way I can really, you know. I, I, that's cool. I I totally know what you're talking yeah. about. And I think that sometimes that kind of thing does manifest itself as sexual. It, it can. Just because, like, you don't know how else to, like, because we're Where stupid. Yeah, we're like stupid bags of bones, mm-hmm. and we're like, man, I just understand you. Mm-hmm. You're so interesting, mm-hmm. and it becomes sexual even when it didn't necessarily like need mean to. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. need to mm-hmm. or mean to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's something, um, I, uh, you know, uh, of not of this world about sex as well, right? Yes. I mean, there's something where you're literally combining your bodies to yes. for pleasure purposes, though. Like, yes. you are going to try to please that other person right. in ways they can't do. They can't and do And you own, already said like, this before, but little yeah. death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you're giving, like, and that's why why Shakespeare kind of ca- calls the orgasm the little death is because you're giving you're giving some of yourself away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? The thing that I think is interesting about, about this type of um, connection is that it's, always toxic always (laughs) yeah (laughs) always bad for you never are there good things that come out of this yet that is what we crave yes that is what we want Mm -hmm. and it's like the want versus the need versus the good for you versus the bad for you and it's like like constant battle that you're in with yourself and it's definitely refreshing i think uh to speak from my own experience anyway i think it's refreshing when that kind of thing is like called out you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like like when it's like, oh, this is why this happened. Like, we 
get each other. Like, sure, and like you're yeah. saying, like, it's hard to put a finger on, but it's really satisfying when someone, like, scratches the itch mm-hmm. and just, like, right. says it. It's like, we, we're kind of, like, playing on the same team, right? Yeah. And it's like, man, yes, thank you. I thought so, but it's so good that you think so, too. Right, yeah. right. Well, and it's one of those things, too, where I think you can choose to not have that you know if it is toxic you can say we have this thing we're always gonna have this yeah, thing this yeah. is this is how our <laughs> that's so funny. somehow we are yeah. just connected but we are choosing to because love is a choice love is yes. a choice i believe that as well yeah love. and and uh you know on the on the counter of that is like the, there can be people that you love in the sense that you you, you i think you could truly love someone and and love spending time with them and the person that they are and just it not work sexually i and agree you, yeah mm-hmm. and, and it's just like well fuck like yeah <laughs> well and then that's different times in your life right like cause mm-hmm. let's just say we're in our sexual primes especially as women yeah we're gonna i mean i know i am i know you guys like at, oh the, the i age of 30 like, i certainly uh, yeah right I'm like, I'm where it's like <laughs> hoping mine's coming up oh <laughs> i think you're doing good but i feel like I'm when you good, but when a, a couple <laughs> years oh my God, girl he's gonna be wild like, <laughs> I, I fear the boy like, i fear my, this, michael i mean you're I, he's gonna <laughs> you were already like hitting on her at the top of the show, but like once she hits the prime, it's oh, all yeah, bets wait, are off, and I'll close her off. <laughs> I just think that there's something really erotic about like um, I don't want to see older women, but women like in their 30s, 40s who like have experienced life, who know what yes. they want, who are I like mean, that's this like is a me. That's where fucking milfs came from. Totally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Totally. But there's still men are still afraid of that. They'll yeah. be fine. They'll, They'll get over it. I hope eventually. Yeah, that, uh, please tell me you guys have seen the Amy Schumer sketch, Last uh, Fuckable Day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the oh, basis God, yeah. behind Last mm-hmm. Fuckable Day. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's delightful. It's delightful. so good. Oh, She's God. so smart and so funny that I think she just demands attention you yeah. know and she's actually quite a nice dramatic actress as well yeah. so good yeah, yeah. totally agree uh, what was that movie i, just, I saw it like, Trainer. what is it train wreck yes, yes. Trainwreck, yeah. mm-hmm. she um, she and bill Hader both oh my god excellent actors so good excellent yeah Great um i saw i saw him i saw that i really loved the movie um and what she did with it and uh you know it's not perfect but it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. and uh he was so so good in a way that, like, I should have expected because he's so good at comedy, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and she was so amazing in a way that I did expect because I watched a lot of Inside Amy Schumer, and she really makes that show work with her performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I saw um, Skeleton Twins, and it was si- really similar. Like, okay. Chris and Wig. Yeah. Chris and Wig is, I mean, Chris and Wig is such a good performer. Yeah. So funny. Similar so in so smart. much that she's quite a nice dramatic performer as well. Mm-hmm. You really it's, empathize with her when. Yes. This is very similar. She plays a character that's hard to like, but you still like her. And I think Bill Hader's character in that is similar. Like, it's a very different character from the one that he plays in Trainwreck. And he's still very good in it. Like, I got such a boner for like, <laughs> And my boyfriend does, too. Like, everyone's – like, he loves – for some reason, he loves Jason Sudeikis. So, like, every whenever Jason Sudeikis comes up, he's just like, man, I'm just <laughs> – if I if – I, if I, if I, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Jason, as a kind of side note, Jason Sudeikis just did this thing with um, Billy Eichner from for Billy on the Street. Um, oh, he was yes. in the uh, he's in Parks and Rec. I was gonna while. say yeah. he was in the last mm-hmm. two seasons of Parks and Rec. Um, but he they did this thing where um, they all it was like he just like played this bro character the whole time. <laughs> 
and they like did a bit where they they uh pre-gamed uh tailgating for wicked <laughs> oh, oh my god that's glorious it's that's awesome fucking hilarious oh. like we will watch it before we leave like seriously okay. I, I yeah. will pull it up on my computer and we will all watch it together i was die i was watching it alone and laughing you know that's like and that's like you don't always do that right. um but he was just like bro uh have you ever watched billy on the street yes okay so he does uh, uh for a dollar like he does for a dollar questions and he goes bro for a dollar we good we good bro <laughs> <laughs> we good and the guy's like yeah we good and he's like all right, bro. Just wanted to know if we were good. Like, we good? We good? <laughs> and at some point, he says, oh. "Masculinity is a prison." <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And that's exactly. I thought about it earlier, and I was like, oh, I really want to bring this up, but it's because we're talking like yeah. masculinity and femininity are can be very restraining mm-hmm. and and make you want to conform to it. Oh, God, yeah. Um. Cool. Okay. Let's wrap this. All right. And this is how we'll do it. Um, what are some ways that you feel like your love of vampires have influenced you creatively? Um, obviously, we've talked about some very direct connections to that. Um, but, you know, yeah, I'm sure both of you can speak to that. Uh, and your life in general. Just, like, ways that you feel like um, that love over the years has kind of influenced where your uh, interests and things like that went. Sure. Sure. You want me to take up? Yeah, you take the reins. Uh, um, uh, I was like, do you want me to? I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are precious um, The unapologetic knowing of what you need to survive. Ooh. Right? Like the... Um, that is and, really interesting. And also, like, the... the it's The experience that i think vampires have right being able to live through lifetimes and seeing things right seeing people's demise i mean if i were to meet a real life vampire i would have them be like okay what am i fucking up right now please tell me how to fix like it it, you've seen through you've been through it all the experience yeah what you tell me what i don't know because I want to know, and I know that you are a wealth of knowledge and have seen humanity go through so many things. So tell me. Tell yeah. me. I want to know. Like, the incredible knowledge that they that a vampire must have about people and about social connections and relationships and just connections, right? Mm-hmm. That nothing is ever certain and everything changes. I love that. Mm-hmm. See, if I met a vampire, I'd ask them to turn me ASAP. So you can for be real, for real, bite me, baby. Yeah, but I'd be like, "Don't kill me." I turn me. Like I, I want to have what you like. I want to have the um, immortality. I want to. I want to garner the knowledge. But that's because I'm a power hungry, crazy bitch. Love um, it, Slytherin. <laughs> Classic well, Slytherin. And it's probably why I'm drawn to the character too. Because, um, and I don't mean this in like a depressing way. It's going to sound depressing, but I don't. I don't mean it like that. Um, I have always been like a little unsatisfied with real life, right? Hmm. Just like. Our stakes are kind of low. Always. Uh, wooden stakes. Yeah. Our Hello. survival is so much. <laughs> our survival is so Sorry. much different than I what can't it turn was. it off. Hey, no, <laughs> never do. We don't have to actually survive anymore in this day and age. We just exist. Man, what yeah. a fascinating thing to we say. We don't though. We it's don't. true. And and you know our survival is so like it's like paperwork, right? <laughs> like and and that and that's necessary. What have you? But uh, I just I get so. 
sometimes I watch Game of Thrones even or read it and I'm like why I wish I was in this world it sucked it was horrible disease yeah. was rampant murders are I wish I was women were my brother I know I was gonna fall in love with a small person a long time ago you guys I knew at six foot two I'd but, fall in love with a small but person. the stakes are yeah, so hot you know if the stakes were that high in real life think about how ardently we would love Think about like how protective we would be of the people. Everything we care would be extreme. About. I love this. Everything would be extreme. Mm-hmm. So I've even as a kid, I, I would there was this girl, Rachel Kerwin, her and I would run out into the woods. We were not even kids anymore, really. We were like twelve or thirteen. And we would we would pretend like we were in the fucking Shire or like Lothlorien. Like we were total geeks. She had a fucking arching range in her basement. Amazing. But it's just because I've always just been so so dissatisfied, you know, yeah. with, with our existence and they had to survive back then. Yeah. We don't. I was thinking about this the other day. It's as fucking I was walking, Wally. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. we just, we're just uh, sitting in here. chairs that move us places. And look, yeah. we've got a microphone in front of us, <laughs> and we're talking about vampires. Right. But this is the way we get off now is by listening to a podcast. That's so true, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, other. it's. I don't have to go uh, shoot, uh, shoot a, an animal to go get some food. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't have yeah. to do that. It's their survival. But you're right. We do all of our emotions and wants and extremes. We know. We, we know what we want more. Whereas now we have so many wants in front of us. And so many options. And I think it's also a thing uh, to gender it again that women are like um, less, I think, like less inclined to like really relish things. You know what I mean? Like, or, or it's, it's maybe like looked down upon a little more. Like, oh, uh, she's being so emotional. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. So sentimental. It's kind of shamed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like, no, man, like we only get this, like, yeah. this is, uh, this is all we get. Yeah. It's like, like, stop fucking right. existing and right. And vampires don't live in that reality. Thrive. Right? Yeah. 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 You no, know, and, and they're so complex. The thing that I love about vampires versus like other monsters, quote unquote, uh-huh. is that they're, they are so human. Actually our, um, production manager, Mindy, um, Faye Parks. Why can't yeah. I think of her last name? Parks. Yeah. Mindy Faye Parks. <laughs> she, um, I kind of also was a dramaturg for the show a little bit here and there. And she had brought up to me the idea that actually, like, vampires and humans, like, there was very little difference. It was cool. all about your choice. Cool. Whether you chose to go to, like, the dark side or the good side. I don't know Man. if I definitely agree with, with that interpretation. Good or dark, yeah. mm-hmm. But I believe that vampires are, like, the monsters that do have the capacity to access their good side still. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. And like you are saying, like, they could go to blood banks and stuff. Yeah. Right. You yeah. can choose to live it a different way. You're just choosing this way. Yeah, exactly. It's harder. It's just like being a vegan or a vegetarian as opposed to a meat eater, right? <laughs> right. It's right. harder. Right. Yeah. It's much harder. Yeah. But you could do it. And yes, it's like, it's, and that goes back to Harry Potter too. Not does. Slytherin, not yeah, Slytherin, not yeah. Slytherin. Mm-hmm. You, you, he chose yeah. basically. He chose. You know, he chose. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's interesting. And I just love that you know, like the vampire I'm playing in this, she goes through a lot of choice. Like, I don't want to give too much away, but she's like in in love with this person, and she wants him to choose to be a vampire with her. She doesn't want to have to force it. Yeah, you know, even yeah. though she could. She could. She easily could at any given moment. Yeah. You know. But that, cool. that love won't And be he there. has to choose whether or not to keep her alive, right? Because yeah. as the hunter, he could. He, yeah, any moment. So very it's, cool. It's complicated. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for doing Thank this. Thank you. This has been a total blast. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I love you guys, and I mean that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we have we have a movie date. Yeah, we have like we three have movie dates. Three, three, three dates planned already. Yeah, movie dates. Uh, I promise, if I don't want to see you guys after that, I'll uh, call you and let you know or tell you. Thank you. Thanks for respecting us. Look at that honest communication right there. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.